Podcast. We are here with Maggie Martin, Whitney Petrie, your one and only Jeremy LeCompte. We are so glad to have you here today. And we are starting the podcast now. Hey. Wow. Hey. All right. Finally got the hang of this thing after. <laughs> we are still just making Take it up three. as we go. <laughs> I don't even know if we're ready to start, but we're starting. Here we are. Which I. I don't know what the other buttons do, by the way. Which really leads us into today's topic. <laughs> Hardcore. Full stop. Preparing. Preparation. Yeah. Preparation, planning, and execution of production. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what level of production? Fun fact. We didn't plan or prepare for any of this. Nope. We're completely winging this one. So it's I mean, it's not completely winged. <laughs> no, we talked a little bit. Yeah. I mean, and we actually did the... The preparation of the things we're going to discuss today, right? Yeah. Some of the things. We got a guest. We got a guest. <laughs> we showed up. I mean, yeah. it was in our calendar. It wasn't in our calendars. It wasn't. No. no. Oof. But we did talk about it and we followed through. We and did. And that's all we can hope for. We did. And it's it's late on a, on a night. Yeah. Not during the day. And this is the difference between people who plan mm. and people who say, yeah, it's going to work out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And so we'll, we'll see. Uh, Corey says that this is going to be top 10 podcast by the end of 2023. Awesome. We can only hope. What I do you think? I won't hold my breath on that. No. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. So I don't say what I you're want to super, happen. You're not super. You're just stitious. I'm not, I'm not, what do you call it? I'm not one of those people that say things into the universe and hope that they happen. I'm the mm-hmm. opposite. Manifest I say that, it. yeah, I don't manifest. I defest. <laughs> I girl fest. <laughs> Uh, because I don't, I just like, that's not going to happen. And then guess what? It does. Jesus likes to play a little trick on me like that. Wow. So that's a, (laughs) that's a girl thing. Well, the alternative is manifest. I would girl. Oh, I see what you did there. I see. I didn't see at first, but I see now. Yeah. That's what Dobie says. Look daddy. I see. I see. Like, good. Glad your eyes work, son. (laughs) That's a good joke. That's a good joke. I don't know. I don't even. Before I have. Try on out. Just (laughs) (laughs) It's close. Nailed it. That's really funny. Uh huh. Yeah. Anything is going to stop on its own? I think you. Don't you have to stop it? I like the voice. Uh, Yeah, that was good. (laughs) All right. So I guess we should introduce our guest. Yes, we should. Yeah. How do we want to do that? You may not have met her before. Never heard her name. (laughs) Where is this going? Whitney Petrie. (laughs) Hi. Whitney Petrie. Uh, Listen. It's just like I guess you would think that it would be someone who's on the podcast every week. You got somebody coming through the door. No, she's already here. She's already here. She's been here the whole time. time. Since the beginning. Yeah. She's encouraged this for years, actually. Yeah. I think we have great conversations, and so mm. therefore, everyone needs to hear them. So, so I'm, a, I'm loving it. For everyone document. who doesn't know, Whitney is actually working on the podcast with us as our producer. Yes. 
producer extraordinaire. We're still working on that, but <laughs> producer extraordinaire. Yeah. And so uh, she's going to be on every show that we have, hopefully every show. Um, and she's going to help us kind of keep track of the notes and the time and the details and all of those fun things so that for the listeners at home or the viewers, depending on if we do that or not, uh, it's still up in the air, by the way. We're coming to you, video. We got um, it just in case. Yeah, so uh, she's going to help us take care of all those things, but the real gem of who Whitney is, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot. Whitney is like, she's like an onion. She's got all kinds of different layers. Right? Good layers. Yeah, I'm not... I'm, <laughs> Even better layers. I, I, I had to... I didn't think that went through. She's like an a yeah. onion in a, in a crawfish bowl. You know how the middle's mm. the best part? Oh, wow. it really is. Mm. Yeah, it's oh, sweet. Oh, man, it's my favorite. That's sweet. Yeah. Thanks, that, See, thank you for saving that. <laughs> onion in a crawfish I had bowl. some... Th- I was going to say tasty, but I felt like that wasn't going to land very, very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't have said it. <laughs> well, we needed, not to say we needed a good break before I finished my uh, thought. No. I just felt like it might come out not so good. All right. So yeah, so Whitney is a she's she's an amazing woman and she does a lot of incredible things. She does uh well she yeah, she's incredible at what she does. She's an incredible planner. She keeps us on point. She keeps us laughing. She yells at us, slaps her hand like the principal uh with the with the ruler, makes sure all the receipts are done. And uh she is really the she is the the magic to anything and everything that's good at the bayou and for as far as production. More than that, she's an amazing friend. Absolutely. Oh, she is kind. such a good friend. The best kind. Well, I mean, let's talk about if it like you she's want not a secret here right kept? Now. Whitney will keep that secret for She's you. She's so good. But she'll also be like, you need to go talk to that person. Yeah. You got 24 hours. I was, I was, no, you say that more to me than I do to you. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm going to say she is uh, like, I'm pretty convincing. I can convince people to tell me secrets, not Whitney. Whitney will be like, I can't say it. And I'm like, say it. And she's like, I can't. I can't say it. So she is. And then she's like, she's that friend who will just leave. Like you call her and be like, I need help. And she's like, okay, great. I'm on my way. Or she's already helping someone else. And so you have to wait in line. Yeah. She is so productive and busy. Yeah. I told her that. I was like, you're just a busy, busy bee. She is. And she's like, I'm leaving. Hey, you want to go to lunch? No, I'm going to help my friend move. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. And she like went to lunch to help her friend move. And then when she left work, she went back to help her friend move. I didn't have to go back. She was calling it. A qu- no, I did go back. That. Okay, you're right. I take it back. Yeah. So uh, anyway, <laughs> okay. all that to say, yeah. for those who don't know her, you should know her. Mm-hmm. It is an honor to know her. It is the one and only Whitney Petrie. Hello. Thanks for having me. I love you guys very much. I don't do what I do without loving who I'm doing it with. So heard that. Appreciate you guys. Heard that. Same. Hashtag same. I don't know what button. uh, That felt like it was a really good button moment. (laughs) I didn't know which one to press. Could have been the wah, wah, wah. (laughs) Yeah, we're in the mood. So I guess uh, the reason we chose Whitney for this podcast is because she is the epitome of planning when mm. it comes to live production. Because uh, me and Jeremy, we try our best. We sure try our best, but it does not happen. And Whitney does everything for us. So we're just going to go into a little bit about our process 
and mm. planning for things, uh, what we like about it, what we don't like about it. Is there a particular event that we're going to discuss, or are we just going to do a generic process? Uh, I think we should maybe pick an event, and then we can go off of that. Sure. I think the uh, the most recent that we've all been a part of would be Christmas at the Bayou 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, and without going too into detail about Christmas at the Bayou of 2022, because it's on YouTube, if you mm-hmm. want to watch that. It's really great production. Good. Yeah. Um, we could just talk about our process of that mm-hmm. and the, the times that we had. Um, we'll link in the show notes the actual Christmas concert. So yeah. you can go and check it out if you want. It's uh, pretty good. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, solid. A solid 97%. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's being generous because mm. I'm, I'm on it, but. I don't I don't know what that relates. Is it a no. Maybe a B plus. Eighty eighty seven? I don't know. I I mean I think a lot of <clears throat> why we love wow. this. Wow. Sorry. I just you just dropped it ten points. <laughs> yeah, because I, I realized the grading scale of if I was gonna transfer <clears throat> to a a, a a letter grade, then it, it had to drop. Like a college grade. Because this uh, ninety seven would be like an A. Yeah. You don't would, think it was A? Uh, there's improvements. Sure, but like a low A still has room for improvement. All right, A minus 81, 91. Okay, great. I can take that. 91. Yeah, yeah I can. All right. I love it. So <laughs> just saying that went up a point, two points, because <laughs> it said like 87, so three points. Four. Four points. That. <laughs> That that Morgan City education right there. Um, <laughs> no, you finished out your career in Berwick. Let's get it clear. All right. Well, still, I don't math. <laughs> That's St. Mary yeah. Parish education. Tri-City. Tri-City area. You guys in Acadiana think you're big. St. Mary Parish. Do you Parish. know, side note, I asked what Acadiana encompassed at a staff meeting the other day, and they said St. Mary Parish. That's a lie. No. Whitney, if anybody knows, it's Whitney, because she is also the history extraordinaire. I don't know. I asked about it, and then, it, but it even made it to the to the whiteboard. We said Morgan City question mark because we needed to discuss it, and then we never discussed it. Why did well, I'm, I have um, more questions on that? But we don't. Have yeah, to we don't have it. to get into it. Whitney, give us some give us some history of the the girl that's called the woman called Whitney Petrie. Okay, um, I'm from a tiny town called Elton, Louisiana, and my parents divorced when I was one years old. So my mom, uh, she didn't want to go back to New Iberia, which she loves now. We love New Iberia now. But um, she's like, I want to go to Lafayette. So, because it was a small town, but it was away from where she grew up. So we went to, we came to Lafayette and I've been here ever since. I went to school at Milton Elementary Middle School. Love that school. And I went to Como High School, Go Spartans, uh, where I was the mascot for a little bit. What? I was the mascot at our I school. I didn't know this. I love that. I like, my sister Hannah has always been like a hero of mine. And my sister, whatever my sister Hannah did, I wanted to do. So. Shout out to Hannah. Shout out to Hannah. Um, so if she was the keeper on the soccer team, I wanted to do that. She was the Spartan before me. So I was like, well, if she's leaving, I want to do that. So did that. What is the uniform for a Spartan? Um, it is. So mine was a 
like a gold Spartan, like it looked like a, it looked like a dress with like pleats in it. I guess I can show. I can put a picture up. It's fine. Oh, we'll have to pull that. We're well, to pull for the up. people who are just listening, we okay, need, we need extra so, detail. Yeah, and then the the they had I had feet that were brown and furry. I don't know why it was furry, but it was. <laughs> the legs had a gold uh, plate on them and like a furry around. So you put the legs piece on, then you put your feet on. And then I put on my like chest plate thing. And then the head was this enormous foam. I don't even know how tall it is, but it's pretty tall. A, a foam head where my I looked out of his mustache and his eyes were up here. Um, <laughs> and he, oh he kind of looked a little constipated, but that was part of, <laughs> that was Sparty the Spartan. I think he was trying to look intimidating, but that's always what I thought he looked like. And he, he, I kept him in a trash can, like a... <laughs> A trash can that you'd wheel. It's oh. great. I every time I look at those things, I'm just like, it stinks in there. It does. Not that you stink, but it. it no, you do stink. How do you clean something like that? I febrezed it quite a bit. We, <laughs> I don't think I ever brought it to get clean, but I febrezed it quite a bit, and I think we got it cleaned like maybe one time. But you'd have to get it dry cleaned. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm. And like you're just sweating on. <laughs> you're just like sweating on the foam and it's great. I love it. Wiping your face on Wiping the Wiping your face Grody. on it. I did not break out a lot though in high school. It was weird. And pretty clear skin. Good thing. <laughs> Go it's with very me. strange. I don't know. And then out of high school I went to UL. I majored in history and minored in English. So the fact that I get to be a producer and look up things and do research, love it. It's kind of like my love language. So it's good. I like it. But I started working at the Bayou as a high schooler in the nursery. And from there, I worked with the kids ministry, um, started working with CYT. And then, like I said, last week, I got to ask, I got asked to help on a Christmas concert in 2016. Loved it. And I never left to worship ministry. So. so tell us a little bit more about how you got into like the production show. I mean, I know you just said you were a Spartan. <laughs> You know, I guess you're doing yeah. jumping jacks and stuff inside yeah. of that thing. But, like, did you do theater in high school? I didn't. No, I was a sports kid. Soccer all my life. Amen. 14 years of soccer, um, basketball, baseball, any any kind of sport that was very active. I did that. Um, we did dancing for a little bit, but, you know, mom told me I had to choose one. So I chose soccer and does those things. So production really wasn't a thing. Now, I also loved my brother a lot, and he did production, so I was like, maybe I can try something that he does as well. So he probably influenced me just a little bit, but whereas he loved the stuff on the, like, on the stage and everything, um, I was, I knew very early on in my, uh, in my young age that I wasn't really talented to be on the stage, but I figured, let me see if I can do something off the stage, and that's when I learned all the different things that happened. Um, the show doesn't happen unless the people are behind the scenes making it happen. Mm, so word <clears throat> truth word so, so i was thankful that tweet i got to, that there you go um so <laughs> uh, by the way i don't tweet twitter doesn't exist i don't, I don't understand it <laughs> no. at all it's silly 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 so i think and i think my love of history and just writing in general probably lent itself to wanting to be a part of the story making rather than showing the story. I mean, rather than being the focal point of the story, I'd rather the whole, the start to finish of it. Yeah. So I think that's what drew me to, to, to it more than anything else. 
Well, and there's also like a whole thing of, because you directed, correct? I did. We're directing is you kind of have to look up the time period, what's yes. happening, why are these characters feeling this way, what is our motivation. There's a lot of research that goes into it. There's a whole profession. Um, oh my gosh, the name is going to escape me. It's called something, but it's a play, um, not a playwright, uh, somebody who they they hire on for plays and they their job is to research everything in the show and to basically type up a report to give to the actors to say like why his socks might be blue and what it That's represented amazing. whoa yeah wait my mind just blew up a little bit so let's reverse a little bit okay. for someone who doesn't understand theater like mm-hmm. me uh, what does a producer do in theater so normally a producer is somebody who um, organizes the show. Like they're going to select the show to put it on and they're going to select who is going to direct, who is going to choreograph or main, kind of just direct. And then usually a director will just have their team of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the producer is really just organizes money, mm-hmm. organizes where it's going to happen organizes like all the hard details and what it's going to be. But the producer normally doesn't do like research and development of it. Their job is to really just make sure it happens. They're and more then, like the kickstart of the, of the whole thing. Just yeah. like, I want to do this. So that's or, what you did. You produce, you directed. I directed. Okay. So what does a director do? And CYT, I think I think CYT becomes a little bit, they combine a few positions with their productions to so where the director, um, I and this is what I this is when I end up loving everything so much. I think that gave me the capacity to go into the bayou was um so not I I had to read the script. I have to know every single thing that's going to happen at any time. I've got a I I have a team of people who do it, but if I have a vision for it, I need to express that to them. So choreography. I want these kids in this dance if possible. Um want this special moment to happen and then she goes and makes it happen she creates it and then she also puts what she feels is best to go into that those what dance moves used to we'd have to sit with the lighting person and (laughs) and (laughs) tell them what we wanted uh based off of what was happening but now we have lighting directors and designers like maggie and we had ethan who kind of would come in and watch what was happening at a rehearsal and they designed it for you but you still have to have that connect you talk to everybody when you're a director make sure the makeup artist knows what you're looking for make sure that they're connecting with the kids Uh, make sure that you're connecting with the kids you want to make sure that they trust you and will listen to you as you're blocking a scene Um, musical director hey you have this much time to put together this song and teach these kids this thing so you're also managing a schedule at that point um, they've got to try on costumes. So you've got to manage whenever they're going to try on the costume. So that takes a little bit of rehearsal time, but it still does an important thing. So for a director, you're kind of like in CYT, you're like a jack of all trades. You're basically managing every person that's in charge of individual things and just keeping track of it all. Um, and I have a, a, usually an assistant director is there helping you with that, but I don't know. I don't know. I just like just to know it all and to be a part of it all. So I love making a list. And like as a director, I just made so many lists, a list for everybody, a so list for everything. Do you get it? Do you actually check off all of those lists? Majority, actually, yes. 
and like physically. Majority and all are not the same. If you're a lister. You're a lister. You're like, I mean, because some things you're just at certain point, you have to realize it might not happen and you have to feel the freedom to let it go and say, that's not that important. So I won't just, I just won't do that on the list or something like that. So at a certain point, sorry, no, go ahead. I think there's also a point whenever it's, you don't even think to put it on a list because Mm -hmm. you just are like, it's gonna, yeah, it it happens second, second nature naturally. Uh, that you don't think to put on a list. Mm-hmm. It's already checked off in your brain. Done. Yep. Sure. Mm. Yeah. But I, I, I loved, um, there's one particular person that I would always work with and that's Callie Terrio. Um, she still works really heavily with CYT. She's a, a artistic director. Um, but we, her and I, we like share a brain when it comes to production. Um, I know how she works. She knows how I work and we like, trade off with that's the best it, it, oh it's so good and we have like a it, like you were talking about with Karen we have a shorthand where you don't have to say much we just know what the other needs and we get it done for each other um and I just loved that but I was able to take everything that I learned over there and just put it into every aspect of my life because it helped keep me organized with like Maggie said I'm a busy I, I choose to be a busy person and I have to keep it organized because I don't want anyone I don't want to disappoint anyone or uh, not make something if I if I can make it. So you have to be organized. You have to be um, on top of. You have to get your stuff done. I'm a procrastinator like crazy because um, I kind of like the adrenaline, but it also stresses me out. So I have to do things earlier if I want to make sure that I'm on top of my game and nobody else suffers for it. Because I'm not just as it's not just about me. It's it's not about me at all. It's about everybody else that's a part of it. So. I love bringing everyone together and that's what a, that position allowed me to do. So, mm. yeah, it's pretty awesome. That's yeah. That's, so, that's a lot. Yeah. That's basically, I mean, it's basically what I do. I'm a professional. You are. You do bring everybody together all the time. You're joking right now, but you really do. You're con- I, I love <laughs> you're a somewhat call a shepherd. Oh, I sure hope this doesn't make every episode. It's going to. It's going to be a thing. Uh, but, I mean, also I think that there's um, – so CYT does a great job of kind of being professional in that mm-hmm. way. But uh, professionally wise, normally, your director is really there to uh, focus on the actors and making sure that they're, the actors have th- – they're as most comfortable as possible. They have anything that they need to, to truly uh, express themselves and not feel weird about it. Uh, That's their main job. So they have a stage manager Mm -hmm. who does a lot. Their job is to do every single planning thing. Their, their job is to be the, they talk through everybody. I would say uh, we call Whitney a producer for Christmas, but she's a stage manager. Uh, mm. in, in the sense of a word, we just don't use the word stage manager a lot in the Bayou terms. Mm. Uh, a stage manager doesn't just manage the stage, mm. uh, contrary to its name. Its job is to know uh, who's there, when they're going to be there, where they're going to go, what they're going to do, mm. take notes of everything. 
their job is to during rehearsal to sit there and like mark down blocking to where the next week, whenever the actors show up and they don't remember their blocking, they go, I don't remember where I go. And the stage manager looks in her notes and goes, well, last rehearsal you were here and you moved here. That's their role is to just know everything. They schedule rehearsals. They, they do everything. That's what, that's a traditional stage manager's job It's often said people don't appreciate stage managers enough, which is true. Uh, but yeah, I would say stage manager isn't said enough. We use producer a lot, but producer is big in a video world. I feel it is that, that term and the way that we use it. That's been interesting trying to, um, bring in what we know from the theater world into like the church production world, trying to find the way to explain what the job is and, how to be like, well, if you want me to do this, then I really like if you're trying to put a title on it, I can do it. That's great. But that's really somebody else who's like specifically needs to come in and um, watch the video and look at it from a video perspective. Whereas the stage manager, yeah, can look at it the whole thing. Yeah, You've got those individual people who come in and concentrate on their on, on in their lane, I guess they stay in their lane. And then that stage manager just kind of overviews it. It's always been a topic I found that nobody really knows their job title uh, and (laughs) what their job entails (laughs) because you have like such uh, drastically different jobs, but the same job title at a bunch of different places. Uh, I do the same thing kind of at two different jobs, but I have two different job titles. I think it's pretty accurate to call myself like a production manager at the ACA. Mm. Some people say it's a technical director, but I'm not a technical director in the sense of theater. No, Aaron's still a production manager. I'm just uh, as well. A production manager just for different things. But a technical director in the sense of the word is really in theater. It's somebody who know, they don't even build the sets. Usually they know, who they're they're managing your your set designer, your shop manager, your lighting designer, your audio designer, all those people report to the technical director who makes sure that they have all the tools that they need. Really it's just like there's a bunch of different people there to just hand off jobs to others. Maybe that's why I enjoy what I do so much. As far as it <laughs> delegation. The, the, yeah, well in the form like I I I'm not good at all of those things, but I enjoy building the systems and des- and helping give the tools and opportunities and whatever that is to the folks who are good at it. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. I well, love that yeah. aspect of what I do. And like coming alongside them to support them. I think that's one of my favorite things, which I've told you this before as a, as a, as a leader, the thing I appreciate most about you is you're not afraid to get down in the dirt with us and like work, do the work. Same with if you don't know what to do exactly, you'll call someone in and still be there to support them, even learn from them. And it's very clear that you're just trying to learn and get better yourself. So I love that about you. And I think that's a great leadership quality. For sure. Me and Kieran talk about this a lot. I think we've told you this. You're the epitome of like a good boss. Because you don't micromanage, you have. Yeah. Why did you? I'm so glad we have this documented. 
the camera cut We've out. We've told you, know, you all of this before. Well, this is yeah, no, but now the world can hear it. Yeah, but you're, but you're like the epitome of a good boss because you don't micromanage and you're really good at getting teams. We just don't want to do it because you do everything that we kind of do just without the artistic <laughs> payoff. Like we get to actually do the thing. Like you're like, I want, uh, I want it to look like this. And we go, okay. And we get to make it look like that, but maybe a little bit better than you thought <laughs> that you wanted it. We're like, mm, maybe <laughs> we think it looks better like this. And we do this and you're like, yeah, that looks good. Or you tell me I hate everything. Oh but no. It's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll bypass it, but it's, uh, yeah, it's just, you do all the planning without the payoff artistic payoff you you see the show through and it's very it's very rewarding whenever that show happens you can be like here boss look at the show i did and there's like a group of us behind you like <laughs> yeah there's yeah. a whole army <laughs> yeah that's that is so that is such a thing like when people are say come to me and say like for instance through the christmas concert and they're like jeremy you did such a good job i'm like i literally did nothing all of my team all these wonderful but you people did everything because without it we would have i wouldn't have a console yeah, there wouldn't be cameras. There wouldn't be an audio console. Like it's it's there. You're doing the thing. You just don't have the artistic payoff that us artists crave. You do this with video work, though. You have your artistic payoff with video. You 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 actually shoot things, which is what you said last week. You're like it gives me mm-hmm. it gives me my my niche to to scratch the into. itch. But that's all we do is we just scratch the itch. Mm. Like we're fiends for the art. Yeah, we're all just adrenaline junkies. <laughs> we really are. The next, the next hit. It is such an. It really is such an adrenaline rush. Oh, for live sure. production is my by far my favorite, most favorite thing. There's no week like a show week. No. no. Oh my gosh, it's so great. There's so many emotions yes. and challenges. The, the sheer planning that happens uh, that mm. you just like. It's my least favorite part. And oh, you don't really the worst. Yeah. And like that's. I mean, I think that's the part that I love the most is you don't really realize the nitty gritty details, like the food and what time it has to come. And oh, like, yeah. wait, OK, they've got to they've got to rehearse first. But at the same time, it's probably better if they eat first because then they'll go. Then they'll be have more energy to go a little longer. But I don't want the food to come too early because you don't want them to puke all over it, the stage. Exactly. Then I don't want it to get pitch perfect moment. Cold. Yeah. Um, you have and some then, singers who aren't going to eat. You have some singers who aren't going to eat. And then people have allergies. So you got to figure that out, too. But then at the same time, it's like, oh, my gosh, we got to go unlock the door or, uh, oh, wait, did we fill up? Do we have enough water for everybody? Because everyone gets parched and nobody brings their own water bottle um, or they lose their water bottle. So we've got to have that. You know, there's so many little things that go into it, too, that aren't just like the product that people see, but it's all important and it's all a part of it. So if the people listening to this could see. The twinkle in Whitney's eyes as she's talking about all of the details. It's adorable. She's like, all the lists she that is, were made. So many lists. All of the things. I just love it so much. And I, I uh, so Hannah Kessler uh, was a part Shout of out to Kessler. Kessler. Was a part of this production for Christmas this year. And she loved, I, maybe not a writing list, but she was like, we need to have it plotted out. And me not having any idea how to really plot it out for everyone to see it nice and neatly was so thankful. The fact that she was just like, I could write it down and then she put it into pictures, which helped the vocalist know where to go, which helped the lighting uh, 
designer know where to put the lights. It was, it was epic. It was epic. I was like, Oh, thank God. So you need, you, you cannot do it on your own. You cannot, like I've, I've directed, I think six shows and maybe, maybe four or five, but nobody remembers that I directed them because it really wasn't me who did it. It was everybody else that was in the right position doing what they, Mm. their talents and what God created them to do and coming together. You know what I mean? And so it's like, I could have held on to, no, I got to write this list, but no, it's like better if Hannah creates this plot and shows them that. So it was really cool when you can just open up, let everybody in and work together. It's, oh, it's chef's kiss it really it so is oh my goodness delegating and just giving it up to somebody is well not just anybody though right like you trust yeah well so that's actually the part i love the most about this world is it's not just finding someone who's willing to do the work because that is difficult in and of itself to find. But it's somebody who's willing to do the work, who's got the talent to pull it off. Mm. Now, they may not be um, at the level, say, that we are at. Uh, for instance, when Hannah first started volunteering with us, she maybe wasn't at the level she is now. But through time and investment and her sheer desire to to just – be as good as she is and then and a little bit of intentional time and investment right uh in dele and delegation and trust mm-hmm. uh she has far exceeded um i think anyone's expectations including her her own you know like she's her we all are our own worst critic so she'll go back and she'll watch or she'll listen whatever and she'll be like oh i should have done this better should have done this but she is killer mm. she's killer and like her, she's going to school, right, to learn how to do design and all that stuff. But she sees it like we, like we see it. But she's able to do something that we are not able to do, which is to put our vision on paper. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is a very difficult and thing. And what yes. I love about what we're able to do is we're able to find those folks, enable those folks in a good way, bring them together, and create an incredible team that does like. Things that I believe are top notch. Like if we're talking in the world of churches, we're you know the Bayou Church is a church of about twenty five hundred folks. So we're not we're not big in the grand scheme of what is considered big or could be big, but we're definitely not small. So to see the level of production that we're able to accomplish with the teams that we have, and the and really the, we have a Again, we have a decent amount of resources, right? That, yeah. But in the grand scheme of what we're able to accomplish, the resources do not match the execution. Mm. It's the people in the right places doing the right things of all, all delegating and encouraging and doing the work together. That's what makes it. And, so, and what really allows that to happen is the planning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say that I, I've been thinking about this a lot is whenever you give people a uh, the, what they need rather than what they want. So like if you had a, a huge budget, it's it's never as good as whenever you give somebody nothing and they're like, make what we have work because 
whenever those people are given a little bit extra, like the, like Christmas, we're given a little bit extra with camera, we're given a little bit extra with lighting, it it flourishes because they've used what they had to the best of their ability mm. and with a little touch of more. Whenever you're just like, yeah, you can have an unlimited amount of everything. It's almost like, well, that's there's no creativity too much. In that. Like there's nothing to work with. Your your options are endless. You're like, what do I do? There's nothing to do because it's just everything. At least that's my way of working. Whenever, like, for instance, whenever you say, if you had this much money, how would you spend? I was like, I have no idea because I've never given the money. It's given to the audio guys. Uh, I just don't know how to, to take it. So I just, I'm like, I'm just going to use what I have. <laughs> we love audio guys. No, yeah, no. they're so great. <laughs> I love them. It's fine. Um, I will say, by the way, uh, you know, we just highlighted Kessler again. Mm. That wasn't planned; it just naturally came yeah. up. But we've got she is just a one person of many yeah. crazy talented folks that Absolutely. we that we get to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's dead. Mm. We're definitely not airing the video on this. <laughs> Camera just died because somebody <laughs> forgot to plug it in. Wonder who that could have been. <laughs> Hannah Kessler. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> jokes. I got jokes. Got jokes. All right. So planning the process. Let's let's uh let's move on or let's dive into you know what that looks like, you know, for us. Obviously, we all we have is what we have worked on together to talk about, but our process is, you know, could be different than someone else's, but Whitney, why don't you tell us about like when we for specifically Christmas, when we start the planning? Usually versus what we did this year, let's kind of talk about some of the things that we changed up this year and how we feel about it. So this year, so normally July is whenever we start planning Christmas, but I've noticed that the first, most of the meetings from July to like mid-August are, we don't get much done. Just a lot of ideas. It's just a lot of ideas, but no real direction. So i I made the decision to make it to take out the July and we just started meeting, I think mid August this year, which, um, and then this, like, so we started meeting mid August and like, we made sure that, uh, Maggie could be there and that Jeremy could be there. We, it's like, it's, it's important. Yeah. Cause we, the previous year I opted out of a lot of the meetings yes. because of, I felt like we did way more creativity than we did production mm-hmm. and it wasn't necessarily a wise use of my time because things changed so much yeah. and I'm not the creative artist you know like that mm-hmm. that they are I don't see what they see I don't hear what they hear so I decided the year before to just not be a part of any of the meetings until two months out three months out yeah I actually I think it was later than that we had definitely decided what we were doing yeah, and then you just had to implement it. Got it. But yeah. when that happened while well, and you executed it, great. But there's a disconnect. But there is a disconnect whenever you're not a part of the planning of it because you don't hear, there's always a backstory. There's always something that doesn't get written on the paper. There's always a feeling that the uh, creative, so Ed is the one who really drives what we're going to do for Christmas and he definitely asks for opinions and things like that, but he ha- but he starts to see the, the whole story. And so he starts laying it out. He's incredible. He's so good. And he he creates so much of what you hear um, happening and and it's beautiful. Um, So you've got to hear his heart behind it because he's going to tell you his heart behind it. But if you're not in there to hear it, you miss a lot. You miss a lot of it. And so you guys being a part of that, um, we start writing it down. We start thinking, well, 
what do we want to change? What do we want to add? What do we want the room to look like? Uh, we're um, Heath Gilbert. We love Heath Gilbert. Um, one of his things was like, we don't want too much on the stage because we don't want the prop to be the distracting part. Also, we, we have a big stage, but we have a small stage mm. and we like to fill the stage with people. So something's got to give, you know what the stage doesn't have what a black floor. It doesn't have a black floor. Come on, 2024. It does not it have a black floor. 2023, we'll have it this year. It's so exciting. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a monumental moment. That's the big element for It's going to be the big element next year. We're not going to do anything different. It's just going to have a black floor. A black floor. I Maggie's face looks so disgusted right now. <laughs> for any lighting designers listening, imagine a floor. And it's not black. It's a... It's a it's a off deep orange beige. And so whatever color you put on it, it's probably going to be that color. <laughs> if you want to use orange, guess what? The whole room is orange. <laughs> That's how much I don't understand color. I would have never said that there's orange or beige in that carpet. There's definitely those things. That's not how I would have described yeah. any of it. It's an orangey beige. It's this just is dirty. why you have a degree in color. Except for the, two by two square that was cut out of it <laughs> that is the beige so they decided to fill it with a different carpet because they, because they discontinued bit, the carpet that it is yeah, it has a little <laughs> bit more blues maybe? no it's beige that one box is beige anyways we digress anyways we're gonna get a new carpet and it's gonna be great whitney yeah sorry no it's all good so um because y'all had been in all the meetings and had heard what was going on y'all's creative juices started going and it was like let's add some staging in previous years we'd had one satellite stage and it was great for years ed has been talking about a catwalk Mm. and i don't think years years he's been talking about a catwalk yeah i think i crushed his dream last year because i told him "Eh, it kind of looks like a bolo tie (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's a little too skinny a little too skinny but because Maggie had been in the room and she and that she's been in the world that she's been in. She knows the people that she knows and she has the eye that she has. She was able to find the staging. We we figured out what the room needed to be laid out at. And it was just, it, I don't know, it just took it to a whole new level. Yeah, it was so crazy. Let's, let's, let's actually talk about this. So that was, we started our meetings in August, yeah. right? In uh, August, September, we planned. When did we shop it to the to the directors it was it was if it was i think it was october i think by october we need to have like the plan solidified okay so like september we've got to have a good knowledge of even if we don't have even if we have one song missing we Mm. at least need to know what the plan is we've got a base of a plan we've We've got got, we've got the key elements yeah we might be plugging in like the the fun songs at the end but we know those those big moments and we know some of those small moments. And we did have a watch party to start. Oh, I forgot about that. And that was yeah. one of my favorite things that we did. Yeah. The brief. Yeah. we had, So we we debriefed. Mm-hmm. So every year we do a Christmas concert. We debrief the couple weeks or a couple weeks after. But then to start the planning, we this year we rewatched last year's show. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. At the ACA. We did. We used the really. Which I appreciated uh, rewatching it that late because I always suggest you should never rewatch and put into words what you feel about something right after it's done. 
Uh, which is why I tell people criticism is hard directly after a show because mm. we all think it's amazing. We you just come off the high of a show and you're like everything was perfect because uh, you're like it was amazing. And then you go back and watch it like Easter. We had this this thing this oh, year. Oh boy, I, I'm we're pretty stern. Where we came off of Easter and we were like that was so good. Yeah, we were all crying and we watched it and we we're like. Mm. No, I beg to differ. I think Easter, because we haven't watched Easter yet, I think Easter was probably really great. Here's what we blocked out of our memory because it was so horrible. Good Friday. <laughs> was Good Friday. Remember now? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I don't remember because we blocked it out. Be horrible. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> it shouldn't be called Good Friday. It should be Bad Friday because Jesus be died that day. Home, not having crawfish boils. That's what my mom always said. She's like, you shouldn't party on Good Friday. Jesus died. Well, she's right. <laughs> was right. That's a thing that did happen. It's true. All right. But, sorry. Sorry. We wow. We are on it today. So <laughs> focus. Uh, all, <laughs> we watched the video. August, September. By September, we have a pretty good plan. Yes. So we have a plot. I think even and at that point, we knew that we wanted to add staging because we had to shop that. We knew what they were going to wear. We knew what we wanted to tell everyone who was going to be on us on the stage what to wear, and like we had to. We knew we had to get those people to make that happen and in early. Mia did that, right? Mia did Mia, that. You and Mia worked on the on the uh, wardrobes. Yeah, Mia took all of Mia was like... Yeah, Mia's killer. What I coordinated was like, <laughs> lighting, are you okay with this color? Um, cameras, are you okay with this color? Because once we move past a certain point, there's no turning back. Yeah. So everyone's got to be on the same page. That like, this is what we're working with. Think about adjusting things be based off of the fact that they're wearing cream and not black, that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. So I think what's cool. So let's move on to we we pick the colors, we pick the music, the 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 you know the most the majority of the big things, and then we actually this year went into the auditorium mm-hmm. and took all the chairs out. We measured based on yep. conversations we had. Maggie, you got quotes already, didn't you? At that point. Yeah, it was really interesting. Which is a thing because, uh, so Ed expressed to me, he's like, I want a catwalk and I want, or a satellite stage. And in my mind, whenever he said those, it, what we had was never not in my mind. Like it was never a discussion what it was going to be for some reason. I don't know what led me to it, but I was like, the catwalk's going to go here and the two satellite stages are going to go there. And I was just, it was always the plan in my mind. I was like, that's what we're having. If we're having a catwalk, we're going to have two satellite stages. We can't just have one. You know why? Because you get things done. Yes, you do. Yeah, but I, I, but it's like different than getting, like, I was just like, this is what it's going to be. And we, like, I said, so I drew it out and I sent it to who I knew. And I was like, here's staging and we can do it like this. Key element. Ed, like we said, had been talking about a saddle, like a catwalk for years. Mm. We could not see the vision. Enter Maggie, who listens, sees it herself and says, okay, we can do this, but knowing we have to do this if we're going to do that. And yeah. so it needs to be this way. Yeah. Yeah. I was it, the way that it was, it, it was, you can't just have a catwalk that's four feet wide and have people walk up and down that you have to have. So it, it was just, it was always in my mind that that's what it was going to have to be. And it, it worked out, I thought, but it's a different and planning that and me yeah. saying, this is what it's going to be and actually dropping it in the space yeah, because it was where it was, way, where it was and where I thought it was going to be were two different things. Cause it's hard to, to remember what a room looks like in your mind. I don't know if you've ever tried, but it's very hard to, mm. to imagine a room. 
we, we know what's in the room, but you can't place it. Mm. So it once, uh, once we blocked it in the room and I tried to get measurements, we tried to look at it. Yeah. You went and measured the same. You did like full laser drop and stuff. Yeah, I tried, but it's just, it's, you can't, you can't plan that, especially whenever it's hard to plan where people will enter, whenever there's stipulations that people give. It's like, well, in my head, I was, I just said, well, people will enter from over here. Yeah. They're like, no, people can't enter from over here because of, because of this, this, and this. Yeah. So it, it's a so lot of planning that. The context to that is we are in the middle of a building um, mm-hmm. initiative campaign where we're adding on to our facility. Uh, some of the some of the entrances and exits that we would have normally, and uh, I think that what's called a vestibule right in the back were late arrival. We didn't have that, and it, so it means they couldn't go out back. And we also sell tickets, and mm-hmm. so and we have snow machines, and we have to fill those between each service or each you know each show. So th- all of those things create a lot of challenges when it comes to the uh, inflow and outflow of people. Uh, and you know lo- the logistics behind that. Yep. Yeah. But the planning and execution of the stages uh, for, on my part fell halfway because I didn't calculate the front row, mm. uh, which it bypassed a bunch of people. I think it was because in our heads we always planned for the chairs to be turned towards the stage. It would not the last minute we decided not to do that. Um, but yeah, it's it, there. There's you could do all the planning in the world for those things like I did and it will still still miss something. Yeah. But, but now like, like because I'm able to do this and because I've had this experience, we, we now all of us will say, well, we did this before we had a problem with the front row. Yep. And what you mean, it. and what you mean by problem with the front row is we, we had the stage pr- protruded way into the room. Yeah. Right. Is what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And so like the first four rows four three to four rows because we use the staging so heavily, the satellite staging and the and the catwalk, you know, we walk, we bypass them yep. quite in, in a lot of different ways. We use the stage, but and the 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 singers would walk down the catwalk. They would perform on the catwalk, or they'd walk and down the catwalk over to the side stages. So everyone in the mid to back of the room got a great show. Everyone in the front of the room. Missed a little bit. Now we have iMag. There's still a lot of the musicians were still on the stage, so there was still something to watch. We just kind of took the people away from them a little bit. It's yeah. not. A, it's it's. And I mean, we've already discussed learned, it. For sure. Do you decide to go with that next year? Yeah. Again, I there's there's different ways to picture it. We, we you, people have been saying, well, we just need to push the stage closer. In my mm-hmm. mind, I'm like, no, <laughs> it's not gonna happen because it doesn't make sense. Uh, we just need to turn the chairs. Yeah. So the, we'll, we'll, we'll work it out. We'll plan. There'll be something that we miss yeah. again, but we'll, so yeah, we'll loop back. Back to the planning. So because we were able to do the walk-in, walk-through main auditorium, next we were able to do something we've never done before, which is actually pre-plan the plots, Yep. the video, the lighting plots, mm-hmm. um, and then measure based on where we uh, figured things would be, based on how we did the, pre, the pre-planning. And then you use capture, right? Yeah, use capture and to place yeah. fixtures, make decisions about how we're going to do that. Now that's another learning. Once we got the once we got everything in place, I pre-hung truss all over the sanctuary based on what we decided we were going to do, and we ended up the truss weren't quite right. Fixtures, I mean, we were up and down 
a million times. It feels like throughout the whole show, before leading up to the show, but we learned a lot in the process. Say, it's, that's part of the process of learning it. But with the plant, with with that, because we knew blocking, mm-hmm. we start. We already started having a conversation about blocking. We already started having conversations about wardrobe. Ed was already building the set, mm-hmm. right? He was pre-programming the set. Yep, and Maggie was already determining what instruments were going where. Yeah. That was huge. That was so like so we started that that probably started really dialing in in October. Yep. Mm-hmm. The end of October, November, we had already made decisions. Uh, well, by the end of October, beginning of November, mid-November, I think, beginning, we had already started to make decisions about personnel. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that was ca- that kind of came. You kind of have to know that stuff before you even pitch it because you need to know. Well, we were a little late on some of that. It it took us a little while to commit. Band wise, we knew that one, at least like a few people were like, well, because we had to know where he was going to be. So, but yeah. 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 Yeah, That MD, we brought in MD. MD, but even Andres. Yeah. um, Karen, MD. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think a lot of our planning happens, like a lot falls on a select few people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whitney takes the brunt of just the sheer administration side of it. Yeah. Because that's what she does best. Like it's it's great. Nobody, none of us could do it. I can't no, do it. I, I missed it. so many calendaring things. But like, but still, so like even missed, it was so much. I can't I can't work like that. But then it falls like Jeremy takes on the brunt of just making sure tech is there. I take on the brunt of just deciding how things will look in the end of it, like background wise, where things will be placed wise, staging wise, lighting wise everything I, I take the brunt of just how it will look mm. and then ed takes music and it, it, it's a lot that falls on a select few people that if it's not hannah, pl- planned out yes hannah, hannah took hannah and amanda took on all the video mm-hmm. yeah because you were pulled you kind of pulled away yeah i had to do a lot more audio than i predicted yeah but it just because we didn't have somebody there in the pre-planning of that, you you took on the audio role last year. We had Kieran who planned. Yeah, he was most a big. He audio. was in your position. Yeah, so it, it it fell on you, and you were in that. So without the planning of that and any prior knowledge of that, if we'd have tried to throw it together the week the week before, that's it's impossible. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's. It was really. It, it turned out. It was one of the best. It was great. It was great. even even the fact that because we've been playing, so we've been thinking about this since August. That's the mind frame that this little team has been thinking about it. The rest of our staff, though, is just now coming in on in December, and they're mm. like, because they've been working on their own stuff, and they're like asking all these questions that are even outside of it. So then you get pulled into many different directions. But for some reason, this time, while it was stressful. While there were many questions, while there were meetings that were like, why are we having this meeting right now? We've got things to do. There was a, I think there was a, a an unexplainable piece that mm-hmm. was among, no. that was among our team. Serious. And it was a very good, cohesive. Even the events that were happening while wow. we're trying to do this. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. It's another challenge of, it's, it, it really is another challenge of being in, in a building campaign yeah. while trying to perform keep things as normal as possible you know mm-hmm. like it's a we were juggling a lot yes yeah and I, I i yeah i don't know what it was but everybody was just seemed calm mm. like even if it got a little tense yeah sure yeah. but it wasn't like last year where the whole week it was just like like 
clashing. Uh, but I, I think it, uh, the only difference is the planning of it. We, yeah. oh, we tried to over plan. We didn't, I could have said I, we could probably have planned a little bit more with just tech wise. And I'm sure Whitney could think of some things that she wanted to plan better, but overall we went in with a plan mm-hmm. and we tried to execute it to the best of our ability and what fell through, we were just like, it, it just happened. Yeah. And, and it, it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't much. No. I don't think, but really, uh, you know, it, we, so for those who don't know, you know, I, I said the Bayou is only about 2,500 people. It's a, it's a smaller congregation, you know, smaller church, uh, still doing awesome things. Our worship team that encompasses all production is four, five, mm. right? Mia, Ed, me, you, six, six, uh, Maggie and Sammy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a small team. Sammy's really in his own department, oftentimes doing his own thing. But he's we saying bring him in, yeah. like he's trying to create videos for the church, and yeah. then we're like, "Hey, we need this video for the concert." Poor thing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's crazy. He's crazy talented. He can mm-hmm. do, you know, it's a, it's a, cur- it's a blessing and a curse, yeah. you know, for all of us to be able to do so much. So, you know, if it's a fairly small team, but it takes over fifty people to accomplish, you know, because we didn't even talk about the stage crew. We've got a uh-huh. team of four people. Next gen. Five people. Yeah, they're our next gen team. Yeah. They and they Morgan did a great job this year. And they love leading. They love serving and being on our team. And Mm -hmm. without them, everything that we planned could not have happened when it comes to the blocking. It's very true. And and because I used to I think this is a the one of the biggest things I've learned in production. I used to think I had to handle everything. I used to think that if I let something drop, it was my fault and it was all gonna fail. Um, and because of the way that I was leading that way, I think I hurt people along the mm. way. I did things very poorly. Um, and so I had to learn over the time that there are people around you who maybe they've never done it before, but they need the opportunity to do it. And all I had to do was say, Morgan, this is what's happening. And she figured out from there, like I had to give her the broad strokes and then she did the nitty gritty. And then, um, Alex and Harley were there right behind her. Um, figuring out what they were going to do and how they were going to do it. So I don't know. Yeah. Huge. That comes down to like strong leadership, you know, like learning when to take, to take the reins and when to give it, you know, that's, I think we all have grown significantly over the years. The more we do these larger productions, you know, Christmas is our largest production. Um, We learn that of the things that we're good at, the things that we're strong we are in charge of all of it, but there are plenty of awesome folks that we can bring around us from other churches in some cases, from other ministries, yeah. from other walks of life who y'all, y'all will hear from, you know, but bring everybody around and say, okay, this is as far as I got. We're going we're gonna to figure it out the rest of the way. And this is why all of us are together in one room because we're just going to make it happen. Yeah, which which kind of loops back around to, I can assure you, those next geners and the stage crew and the people that we bring in aren't there to be delegated tasks or to have the opportunities. They're there for those moments where it's not even happening and we're just chilling. They're there for the food. <laughs> the <laughs> food and the conversation. Yeah. Just the food and the conversation and those, those the delirious moments. moments. Yeah. Yes. Where you're just like hanging out and and having fun. It's the standby is, moments. Yeah, which makes it worth it. Every time. That's right. That's so good. <laughs> awesome. Well, listen, this has been 
Really good. I mean, we can sit here and we could talk about prep and planning and, you know, I'm sure there's so much more that we could have discussed more details and we can always, if so, if you guys are interested in that and want to hear more about it, we can always do more of these. Um, but we don't want to bore you too much with some of the details. Uh, but Whitney, yes, uh, this is the standby moments podcast, right? And so one of the things we want to do is give our guests an opportunity to share with us a significant standby moment that happened in their life. One of those moments that really, you know, for you, it could be like a, a, a life-changing moment. It could be a like an epiphany moment. It could be uh, funny, like the funniest moment you've ever had, or maybe like the one that really tugged your heart. But everyone has a standby moment. It's that moment in the it, that's in the peace or it's in the break or it's in the it's in it's after something significant before something significant the moment the standby moment so mm-hmm. for you would you share one of your what you consider a significant standby moment in your life yes and i i think i have a few but i all of them pertain to when i when i stop and um don't notice the production anymore i'm just in it so i in particular we were, um, it was a night of worship and prayer in 2021. I was having the day of all days where, um, a lot of emotional things, a lot of, um, spiritual things going on, not really fully knowing it, but, um, it was night of worship and prayer. I'm in the crazy headspace, but there were so many events that were going on that led to the perfect moment of me just in the tech booth. Again, I had heard all the music in, 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 um, in rehearsal, I knew what we were doing. I knew every single moment of it. But at some point, production went away, and I was just able to just enjoy the moment, surrender completely. And I'm just in the booth upstairs, bawling my eyes out. Um, I've got Ethan next to me, and he's doing his thing, but also just trying to make sure I'm okay. And uh, <laughs> I can see him, um, but also giving me that privacy. But it's I. I'm just. I live. I just always go back to that moment of just being thankful that I was where I was at, doing what I was doing. Um, because, um, when you can, when you can remember the, you can remember them why you do what you do, it makes, oh, I don't know. It just makes it that much more special. So I was just very thankful for that moment. And any time that I can stop and not think of it as a production, um, that's a, that's a standby moment right there. But that one in particular, Thursday night, 2021, um, was just beautiful. And I'd been there many times before, but that was perfect. So you had the overwhelming need to just stand by. I did. I did actually, actually, because uh, I'm supposed to, one of my jobs is to count <laughs> and I don't do it well. That particular night though, like I'm sitting down, like after I'm bawling my eyes out and I go and I just sit and I just pray and Jeremy comes up to me and he goes, Hey, <laughs> I look up and I'm crying. He's like, um, I came to ask if you counted, but are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I was like, oh no, what do I do? What do I what do with my hands? <laughs> but then he was able to just, as like, took off his boss hat, was like a, a leader hat and like prayed with me and just in that was able to even assist me in that moment. He had no idea what was going on. I was like, stand by. We got to, <laughs> what's going on here? But then he said, I'll count. This is one time Jeremy has offered to count for me. <laughs> the count was so now I'm gonna start. way off that day. <laughs> We're not telling anybody that though. So yeah, it's a great standby moment for me. That's awesome. Well, Whitney, 
Thank you for uh, being on the podcast, like officially guest. It was fun. You guys will hear from her more and more. You know, she's she's on the show. Yeah. Um, but uh, thank you for sharing some of that with us and sharing us about who you are and where you came from and how you got here and uh, being a part of the team. Thanks for being my friends. Heck yeah. <laughs> it's an honor. It's an honor. Um, cool. Well, listen, Maggie. You good? Anything to add to there? I don't think so. Sweet. We uh, hey, if uh, if you're listening, if you listen this long, if you've listened at all, we appreciate you. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, feel free to let us know. Uh, we might listen. We might not. We're pretty uh, bossy people, so we don't like it when people give us feedback. That's not true. We do it all the time. Uh, but uh, seriously, we want to hear your comments, your feedback. Let us know what you think. Uh, we love you. We appreciate you. Thanks for spending time with us. We'll see you next one. Or hear you. Talk to you. We'll talk to you next time. See you next time. This is the handshake moment. I'm doing a handshake. You can't see it. I always do the Irish goodbye. So and just leave. just leave. Okay, bye.